Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's The List and your boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Ross And we are live. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross managing editor at Fightful.com. Joined by Jimmy Van in December 19th. It's List and your boy, 103. Yeah. Jimmy, what's up? Uh, I've been a little under the weather. You're a little muffled, too. You're you, your vest. Your vest. It's because it's too damn cold in this office. Yeah. Unzip your vest a little bit, Jimmy. Yeah, I, I will. I'm a little, well, I'm a little under the weather, and uh, I also have a, I have a uh, virus that I'm told is contagious. Oh, oh that's wow. wonderful. <laughs> and uh, it's a rare virus, Sean. One where your, your chest is real cold, but your arms aren't, so you wear a vest during a podcast. It's something like that, but it's something really, really contagious. It's called Sean Ross Sapitis. Oh man, that's creative right there. And it's it's a very contagious and it's very much like the measles oh. or chicken pox or something like that. But it's called Sean Ross Sapitis. Fuck. And I have this Get it away from me. I have I'm, this contagion. I just wanna say, I'm glad at least you have an excuse for wearing that vest. Yeah, I have an excuse. So it's it's this contagious thing. I've tried rubbing like cream on me, Sean. I've tried doing different things, and why I y'all keep having shit with my face made on it? I can't. Why? I'm I'm having trouble getting rid of it. Just cut them I'm all off. Trouble. Cut them all off. Is that my what wife, I should just do? Just cut them all off. Like a my wife found the your boy shirt in the laundry, which has been in there for months. She goes, "Why don't you ever wear this?" And I said, "Because contrary to how I appear on podcasts, I am not a pretentious jackass." Who wears his own face on a T-shirt around everywhere? Uh huh. You just wait till you're at home to do that. Well, no, I, I wear <laughs> Michael Jordan's face crying in a Santa hat because it's Christmas time. Isn't that what the Ewing Express wore in the press in the press conference? It is. What press conference? Uh, okay. Yeah. Mm. So, what do you think? So, this is going to be uh, another little item that Melissa is going to give to Fightful Select subscribers. <laughs> yeah, let's. let's... Cost, let's cost some more money. 
They didn't cost that I'm much thrifty, money. I'm thrifty, Sean. She's thrifty. Yeah, right. How much it didn't cost that much? What, what was the cost to produce it's each It's tacky one? to tell people. Yeah, we can't say the price on the air. We'll it's tell you It's tacky to not tell the person who is charged with creating all the content to try to push us into profitability. I'll tell you something funny, Sean. So I always wear hoodies, right? And yeah. today was the one day that I, I just forgot that I was going to be doing this, and I, I brought in my hoodie that has a broken zipper. Mm. And so when I told Melissa, all I got to mm. do is I'm just going to zip up the hoodie and then go on the show. But I had a broken zipper, so I had to do this bullshit with the vest and make like it's cold in the office, which it isn't. It sound your voice sounds like it's cold. I was telling it to Melissa. It sounds like you're cold. Really? Yeah, a little so bit. So I guess I'm a really good fucking actor. Then. You are. I, and I'll, I'll give you credit. The reveal was nice. But still, the greatest of all time was Matt Riddle on our show as he just... I'm in the middle of a sentence and he slowly unzips his shirt to reveal an SRS shirt. <laughs> and I'm thinking, damn it. Then I end my podcast and there's already a freaking banner with him on it promoting yep. the shirt. And we we intentionally had that launch at the time of the podcast. That was all... Uh, premeditated. Well, hopefully, I, I've been pushing for it. Hopefully, some new shirt designs up soon. I'm thinking I'm going to turn this into a shirt. No, let's not. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Let's not. It's not a bad idea. There are people in my neighborhood who, like, sarcastically have ordered that and will wear, like, the ya boy shirt. And I'm like, all right. Oh, okay, yeah. I see you. I got to tell you, man. So when I was walking from my office to come here to the podcast... I'm like clinging, clanging with every step, <laughs> and I I had every every chair, every desk. It's not like a reindeer, <laughs> kind of, kind of. It's like the rock, like clanging and banging. I was yeah. basically doing that walking from my office to like. Look, listen to this. <laughs> it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Well, I mean, every everybody likes to do a little clanging and banging, and if you want your best performance while you're banging. <laughs> Check out our buddies at BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. You can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed when you're clanging, when you're banging, when you have SRS all over you. What? What? BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Take it from the great Dongsman himself. It's cheaper. It's faster. It's better. It's a chewable. It gets in your system way quicker. I hear a lot of people saying, I don't need Blue Chew. It's not about needing Blue Chew. It's about stepping up your game. It's prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visits. No waiting in the pharmacy. No more awkwardness. Some goofy some bitch flies down your chimney. <laughs> At least he, you better make sure he's getting his money's worth. Old St. Nick. We'll be flying through there, but but you don't care about old Saint Nick because once you take Blue Chew, you'll turn into old Saint Dick, and it will be an all nighter. You're gonna have to spend. I, I don't know how how you'd be able to manage your time that way. I mean, you might be dropping presents off to everybody if you know what I'm saying, but I mean, you're not gonna be able to hit every house in the world that night. You'll be too busy in one. Use that code Fightful and get it free. You want to talk about great a great Christmas deal. You want to talk about thrifty. How about free? Use the code FIGHTFUL. Just pay $5 shipping. Hit them up at Get Blue Chew. You up, good? Jimmy? <laughs> yeah, I'm good for now. So I, I, guess we should, I, I guess we should give a, give a viewer's note. There's no show next week. 
Yeah. Next week, uh, Wednesday is a Canadian holiday called Boxing Day. That doesn't really mean anything except people go shopping. Yeah. And so uh, I'm not going to be in the office. So we'll be back on Wednesday, January 2nd. That will be our next show. Uh, and next- uh, I like that. It seems like you all have a holiday every single month. Every I like that. single month. You don't like that. <laughs> As an employer, I find it a little bit ridiculous. I personally love it. Of course yeah. you do. <laughs> well, out here, banks will think of anything to close out here. Mm. I Anybody who tells me, I work at a bank and it's really hard, piss off, mate. I don't want to hear it. Are you kidding like, me? Bank, bankers are hardly ever in the office. Like they, they take off for Arbor Day. If yeah. Arbor Day is on a Sunday, they're like, well, we got to take off that Monday to observe Arbor Day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, next thing next thing is I understand that we are about eight FIFO Select subscribers away from me having to uh, honor a promise. I understand. Getting We've close. had a, a nice rush of subscribers this week. That I appreciate. In fact, just before this show aired, I uh, posted the Fightful Report podcast where I talk exclusive news, injury report, contract updates. We've got three or four different podcasts every week, plus the individuals. Overall, you're getting like five podcasts every single week. And when we hit a certain number, just eight away, Jimmy Van will sing Stephanie McMahon's theme. However, I don't know which version of the theme it is. Is it all grown up? Is it style and grace? Maybe I'll do a, a mesh of both. Are you going to come out to the original when, when she and Triple H used to come out? It's my time! It's my time! <laughs> but isn't that technically his? Yeah, it is, but... We'll figure something out. Once once we get to 100, we'll figure something out. Next thing on my list today, uh, I, have, I even had the respect to ask Sean off the air, because you know normally I would just do it, but I had the respect <laughs> to ask you off the air, can we talk about this WWE project that you've been invited to participate, and you said, yes, we could. You, you know what I should do? Project? I should have waited five or six months and then told the story, but it's not nearly as interesting. So so what's the project? It's not I don't yeah, a project. Uh, a company kind of a called project. Good Talk hit me up today and asked if I would be on an SMS panel. It Basically, it lives on a URL. They invite people who are in the industry to comment on a certain thing via SMS, and the conversation is broadcast via a URL, and it generates discussion. You can answer questions, lots of stuff. It's going to be moderated by Kathy Kelly. They asked me if there were anybody that I would recommend, and I recommended a, a few contemporaries and a Melissa, few Melissa, Nigel. Yeah, yeah, people that know a lot about wrestling. <laughs> and oh, it's, I kicked your ass. They tell me it's my, it might be happening in mid-January. Yeah. So it's it, so it's gonna have to be for like a set day, set time. If Kathy Kelly's moderating, I would imagine. Yeah, 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 because she's so busy. Like once a week or something. Uh, no, I think it's a one time thing. Starting oh, out, it's but just they're a hoping. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably wouldn't have done it if it were once a week. I wouldn't. Bet okay, that. okay. So just something they're trying out. Yeah. All right. Let's talk a little bit about TLC. Did you ever think, Sean, that we would see the day when WWE had a co-branded pay per view? And not only was a women's match the main event of the co-branded pay-per-view, but the two women's matches on the show, the Raw title match and the SmackDown title match, were the two hottest, most well-received matches on the entire card. Did you ever think that you'd see that day come? Um, Within the past two years, I did, but I definitely didn't before all of that. Basically, when I saw Bailey versus Sasha Banks, I, I, that became a possibility to me. 
Right. Before that, probably not. And I am so glad. I am so glad it was awesome and it adds so much depth to the show. It is it opens up two top top of the line storylines just right there all the time you can run. There's no reason with the, with the level of talent that the women have now that they shouldn't be featured in that type of spot. And the yep. thing is, you almost it, it was almost an afterthought. Their main event Last week or a week, a week before, it was an afterthought. Their their main event, that's not a thing anymore. Right. It's the norm. It's the norm. You know, one thing I liked, I liked how Becky Lynch kind of subtly finished the Nia Jax thing. Yeah. With just one little punch and uh, take my, my name out of your mouth. And to me, that should be just like never even mention it again. That's like the subtle thing. Ronda tapped her out, kissed the face breaker before she tapped her out. That should be it as far as even giving Nia Jax that stroke off that Becky Lynch punch. Oh, I think there should be a Royal Rumble thing. She should eliminate her from the Rumble, too. And they might do that. They might yeah. do that. But otherwise, uh, I thought that was good. Uh, I thought Ronda and Nia worked really well together. Nia's really the only woman on the roster that Ronda can do the stuff that she does. Yeah. As far as, like, you know, jumping on her back and, and all that stuff. You can't do that with anybody else on the roster, so I yeah. thought that was really good. I'm clanging as I move. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost weird. Um, I wanted to ask you a couple things. Uh, have you heard anything about Charlotte when she took that ass spot? That ass... It's not an ass bump. She took Becky's ass. Did she get hurt on that? Um, right? I haven't been told anything. And was she on... Yeah, she she appeared on SmackDown She last did. Night. She was on SmackDown, wrestle. yeah. yeah. Uh, because that, that looked like that would really hurt. I mean, the table didn't give way until she had already landed on her. Well, I, I, me and Jeff, I don't know if you saw the post-show, but... It's like, how can you tell that she's Ric Flair's kid? Oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, God! That was fantastic. You can't, you can't train yourself, really, to do that. That's just a natural reaction. But, I mean, not only did she take Becky's ass on a table, but when Asuka did the powerbomb into the table in the corner... Yeah. And she like kind of misjudged it, and Charlotte basically hit the mat where the where the table was. She looked like she could have died like three different times in that match with some of those yeah, spots. Yeah, she goes at it full bore. She's great. I I compared her sort of to John Cena because she always delivers in in those big match situations. Mm-hmm. And she didn't wrestle uh, last night on the the Christmas edition of SmackDown either. So we'll we'll have to see how that right. works out. I mean, I've she. A few times she, a few times she put her arm to her side, but she could have just been selling. That's why I didn't know. Sure. So uh, now you posted something on Twitter on Sunday night. You said they just turned Ronda Rousey heel, and I did not agree. I didn't think they turned Ronda Rousey heel. I thought that they looked at it like Ronda was just kind of giving the receipt. I do think there's no question she's going to be booed in a program with Becky Lynch. But I don't think it was a heel turn. Do you still think that's because no. I know that you've said for a while, wait and see, wait and see, wait and see. Yeah, it, I think it's more wait and see, but um, it, I think it's slow burning. I think that she's going to be the heel in this program, but I don't think they're going baby face heel, baby face heel, baby face heel. I meant that more in a they're going to get her booed, but you know it was a reactionary tweet as I was getting ready for a podcast. So, <laughs> and she's going to get booed with Becky anyway. Yes. With yes. Charlotte, that, that I don't know if she will. With Charlotte, but with Becky, she will. Well, I mean, the crowd seemed to really like Charlotte beating the crap out of Ronda with a kendo stick. So, I guess. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, I want to touch upon Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. So, when that match started, I knew we were in trouble when about 30 seconds into the match, uh, Rollins had Ambrose tied up in the ropes. The referee called for a break, and Rollins broke clean. I knew we were in trouble. 
And on top of that, they did lockups to start the match. This is supposed to be a heated, bitter rivalry. They did lockups to start the match. They did clean breaks on the ropes. I watched that thinking, whoever put that together, they were out to lunch. They didn't understand the story that they were supposed to be telling. And man, was that a train wreck. In terms of a wrestling match, it was a good wrestling match. The crowd shit all over. It's not what they wanted to see. Yeah, from a psychology standpoint, I didn't understand it either. They worked the leg right after you had two of the best technicians in the world, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, working the leg. Then Seth Rollins, in the middle of that match, takes off running across the ring and doing a bunch of suicide dives on an injured leg. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Also, they took a ready-made storyline, one of the hottest just right there storylines, to the point to where Dean Ambrose was bringing up their buddy, their mutual friend, having cancer and the turn happening that night and costing one man a championship and they made it a you people smell real bad promo and based on what i've seen daniel bryan and cm punk only two people that can pull off a you people promo these days and punk hasn't done it in eight years but i think he just genuinely hates people so much that he could probably pull off a pretty good one dean ambrose ain't there i'm not buying it i don't want it i don't need that it was they, stupid. They got a This Is Boring chant within 10 minutes of the match. Uh, I've never understood why they always make baby faces look like, look like such idiots. You got Seth Rollins about to go for, uh, I think it was like a running super kick or something. And all Ambrose has to do is put the fist out. And Rollins stops in his tracks because he's got to think about it for a minute. Like, it was just really, really, really stupid. I thought, do you know who the agent was for that match? I don't. I've tried to find out. And remarkably, it's been, I've been stonewalled there. Vince wasn't okay. happy, though. It was just terribly put together. Horribly put together. Yeah, Vince McMahon was not happy about the, about how it was put together and the reaction to it. Right. Well, speaking of Vince McMahon, what did you think of the McMahon shakeup on Monday night? Well, I don't like Paige not being in the role as GM. I think she should be a consultant or something. because they I said think she's she, going to do something. She's been fantastic. Commentary, something like that. Have her replace Saxton or Otunga. By the way, Saxton was at the shows. Don't know why he wasn't on commentary. But she should be the third person in the booth. Uh, Ultimately, she won't say anything of note because she'll be the third person in the booth. But I wouldn't mind hearing her there. Uh, It's really hard for a third person there to do anything. I thought it was weird to have Shane McMahon, who has been a power-hungry person decades on WWE TV, got himself the hardcore title and the European title because he politics on screen. This is all from an on-screen perspective. Wasted two of his top talents in Owens and Zayn to the point where they left his brand. He's one of the authority figures. Triple H, whose entire gimmick for years was that he politicked. That was a gimmick. He was a part of the authority. He hated Daniel Bryan. He wouldn't give the fans what they want. He's an authority figure. Vince McMahon... Arguably the greatest heel in WWE history who would actively go against his company's best interests is an authority figure. And Stephanie McMahon... Don't get me started. Who who is that, but just not as good? Those are the authority figures. Give the fans what they want. Okay, well, not not a ringing vote of confidence from ya boy. But if it's their way of saying, we screwed up, it sucks... We're going to do better. And they want to blame Baron Corbin for that. Kayfabe, it makes sense. Sure. And if that's how they want to reset it, okay. SmackDown, I thought, did a decent job. 
because and and again they've only got two hours to play with. But on SmackDown, at least they had Sanity back on television. They had the Good Brothers in a match. They had Mustafa Ali in the main event. They had Andrade Cien Almas in the main event. They at least made an effort. They also did the Rusev thing with the Total Divas video package showing yes, his uh, personality. Like so they made an effort on Raw. To me. Let's call a spade a spade. It was done for desperation purposes because they don't want the, the ratings to continue eroding. And so they thought, if we get Vincent Mann on television, I guarantee you, Sean, they know next week's going to be a low rating for Christmas Eve. They do not want to see that rating in the U.S. go below 2 million viewers. They got and that, two and, straight weeks of bad, bad viewership coming up. Right, and that was kind of where they were headed. They were headed below 2 million viewers, which they don't want. Pure desperation move. There was a couple of things that just kind of made me smile and chuckle. The first one was when Stephanie McMahon, storyline-wise, Stephanie McMahon put the heat on Baron Corbin yeah. and blamed him for the quality of the show when, according to storyline, Stephanie McMahon put him in charge. And exactly. according to And according to storyline, when Kurt Angle was the general manager, Baron would be on the phone getting orders from Stephanie. And so... Storyline-wise, Stephanie's at fault, not Baron Corbin, so that was kind of silly to me. The other thing I found silly was as soon as they said, you know, things are going to change and we're going to listen to the people and give you what you want, blah, 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 blah. First thing they did is the exact same thing with Baron Corbin that they did at TLC. Yeah. That's the first thing they did. So uh, I watched that thinking nothing's going to change. I also thought it was suspect that they had that video package with Lars Sullivan and Lacey Evans and EC3 and everything, but they couldn't actually take the time to bring somebody out on television. Oh, they, they weren't they weren't there. I know, but why do it? Like why do yeah. it? You could it be it would not be hard to get a guy on a plane and get him to RAW. So uh, I just felt on Monday they didn't really make well, much yeah, of an effort. Yeah, they knew Lars was coming up for a while. They knew Heavy Machinery was coming up. I think last week. Uh, I know a couple of them were still in Florida at the time, but. WWE superstars did not know what was going to happen until the evening. And that's when they found out about the call-ups. They didn't really know the extent of what Vince McMahon was going to do. I'll say this about Raw. The the trick worked to some degree. The audience was up 16%. And I do like that almost every match had stakes, whether it be a top contender match or a title match or Baron Corbin fighting for his job. There was something that mattered on each one of those shows. But they've also developed this weird they, – they've gone beyond 50-50 booking, Jimmy. They I hate went, to cut you off. I hate to cut you off. That is the biggest damn booster juice cup I think I've ever seen in my life. It's a regular size. There's no way that's a regular size. That's regular. That thing looks as big as your head. It is. It is. Wow. I have a big head, though, so that's my – So what does that say about the oh, size wait, of your yeah, juice cup? that's true. Jesus. I'm sorry, so, man. I, <laughs> I see the clip up there, and I see her drinking out of a cup as big as her as a torso – this like, is my lunch on of... Wednesdays. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, so WWE went beyond uh, 50-50 booking, and they've gone 33-33-33 booking with Balor, Ziggler, and McIntyre. The one thing that I have to say that I adored about the show, seemingly they are abandoning mandatory title rematches. They seemingly. did say so. Sh- Shane said so, yeah. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. You know what it kind of felt to me? It felt to me like one of the writers... Uh, read some of the online criticism, yeah. and then decided, hey, we have to show them that we have a finger on the pulse. So I just read like this this review on Fightful.com, and so now we're going to do a few things to make it look like we're, we got a finger on the pulse. So they got rid of Lucha House Party rules. Uh, they got rid of the automatic title rematches. There's a couple other things that they did. Oh, like they put the Revival over in that tag match. So things that I'm sure they read in some of these, these reviews is what they did, but... Uh, 
Hey, I mean, I guess, it's it's not been a secret. There are some WWE personalities that watch our shows here and there. I mean, subscribe and subscribe to Fightful Select sometimes too. Yeah, that's that's also very true. It's not much of a secret. I will I say, show you how one of them was putting me over in in the DMs. Oh yeah, week. yeah, big oh, time. Yeah. Oh, you have to show me later. I had had another one ask me for a big favor before the show. I'll tell you about that during our interview clip, which features Killer Cross and Johnny Impact. I spoke to them recently about who they want in Impact Wrestling. It is contract season. Take a listen. Both of you work with any number of talents on a, a weekly basis. I mean, uh, Johnny, you on the Jericho Cruise worked with several Impact Wrestling stars against uh, stars from another company as a part of Team Impact. If each one of you could pick who's maybe somebody that you work with outside of Impact that you'd like to see uh, make their presence felt, in impact. Go ahead, Cross. Chris Jericho. I'll uh I'll reiterate those sentiments. Um I don't know if people remember one of the first times that Chris Jericho left Raw, uh the night that he left, he lost a match to John Morris. And um I wrestled Chris dozens of times over the man over my career. He's not called the GOAT for no reason. He's one one of the most talented in and out of the ring performers ever. But man, I'd throw in um a lot of those guys from the uh from the elite. You know who's an interesting person that doesn't frequently get talked about is the hangman Adam Page. I was really impressed with what he did on the Jericho Cruise. And I feel like he's extremely Underrated. I know he's got a lot of fans around the world, but as far as um, for me personally, the, the few times that I've seen Hangman in the ring, I've been impressed. Would you want to see them as the elite or as the Super Mario characters that you had to face on the cruise? I mean, let's be uh, let's be honest a little bit. The uh, the Super Mario characters were were, were, were fun, but uh, that's uh, that's kind of only fun once. I was telling Melissa off the air, I feel like I've talked to Johnny Impact seven times since the summer. Like, it's that's who Impact always throws at us. I was considering going to their homecoming event. If if somebody I know gets booked on that NWA show the night before, I'm really considering making a weekend trip to Tennessee and getting some content. And we should try. We should make it clear for people. Melissa was stoked the first time that Sean was interviewing that guy because she knows him as the guy from Survivor. Yeah. That's how she Tell knows uh And he still Morrison. hasn't gotten me a shout-out. I haven't. He got kicked off the show, right? I was going to say, why would you even yeah, want a shout out from that dude? He's a very nice guy. I'm sure world. he is, but yeah. to me, he's just another guy. With all due respect, I, I yeah, uh, yeah, me too. Okay. I'm not a particularly big fan of him. Just I'm a big fan of Survivor, so anything associated yeah. with that, I, I can well. see that. Like, I, I'm a huge Home Alone fan. Did you see the I, thing called that Macaulay Culkin did with Google? I did. I yeah. was stoked. It made yeah. me so happy. What was but, it? You know, I'm not uh, a commercial. A, Home alone commercial. I'm not a pigeon poop lady fan, but if I met her, I'd be like, "Sweet pigeon poop lady, what's up?" Boy, that 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 is a, a sign of our uh, stupid people news coming up, Sean. Pretty sure what she's you an Oscar said. winner. That's what Honestly. she might be. I wanted to ask you about Daniel Bryan. Uh, he got yeah. smashed in the face pretty hard. Oh yeah. I, I know he worked the uh, the taping, the Christmas taping. He got smashed in the face pretty hard. Have you heard anything? 
Yeah, I, I posted, or I had I had an article, I talked a little bit about it on the SmackDown show, but obviously news is coming in fast and furious. I really expand on it on the Fightful Report podcast, so subscribe to Select, guys. Uh, I was told that he came through immediately and was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, because he knew people was going to be worried about him. Yeah. He and the referee were taken to the trainer's room, which is protocol. Anytime something like that happens, the, tr- the referee is supposed to go back there with them, because you never know what type of head frame a wrestler is in. And, of course, a wrestler, nine times out of ten, is going to say, I'm, I'm okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, Mustafa Ali was apologetic. This is this is me freestyling here. If I'm Daniel Bryan, I probably would have been like, Mustafa, don't say anything in the ring. Wait until we get out there. Especially in Daniel Bryan's situation, you don't want Mustafa Ali going, I'm sorry, man, on right. camera. Which is what he whole- did. Which and and did. so so every Tuesday night I always don't catch the show until about nine o'clock because I'm putting my kids to bed, and yeah. so by the time I tuned in, I tuned in really late. They were just starting the tag match when I when I was able to tune in live, and I had to watch everything else later. And uh, you could hear that smack. Yes. When when he smacked him with his knee in the face, you could hear it. And then, like you said, he immediately on the cover was talking to him. And not only that, but after the three count. Masafat Ali, Ali was kind of half acting shocked because I just pinned the WWE champion and half looking at Daniel Bryan like, I hope I don't get in shit. Yes. Like, you can see the look on his face. So, uh, well, the I'm, fact, the fact that Ali did that finish less than an hour later is good news for that move in particular. We ran an article today where he talks about his finish and says, I closed my eyes and jump. You may want to adjust that. Oh, yeah. You yeah. may want to adjust that one. He because, got real lucky that he didn't get seriously hurt, especially with the concussion history. Yeah, Vince's band moved. Remember when the Shooting Star Press was a no-go after Kidman for a right, while? Right. Uh, it, it's just the way that it goes. And if I'm Daniel Bryan, the veteran, and Mustafa Ali's a veteran too. He's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. He is a fantastic talent and a great addition. Uh, Daniel clearly wanted to work with him or this program would not be happening sure, the way that sure. it is. Yeah. And – I would just say, and I was told Ali was very apologetic backstage too, as as of course I'm sure many expected. But yeah, he's got scary be. moment. But officially, yep. officially from WWE, Brian's okay. He's okay. I saw a picture of uh, of Daniel Bryan. I don't know if it was the live SmackDown uh, Tuesday night because I missed the the entrances, or if it was part of the Christmas Day taping. But there was a picture of Daniel Bryan looking at a fan. And the fan is holding up a sign that says, yes, this sign is a waste of paper. And I thought that was amazing. Brilliant sign. I thought that Brilliant was amazing. Sign. Was that part of the live show last night? Yes. Uh, Kyler posted that on our social media, and that is just a it was amazing. great sign. When's he going to do the whole, you know, i got to restrap the belt because I don't want he the needs- leather anymore? Now, here's my question. I, I don't know the legalities. Is hemp, like, legal everywhere in the States? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Hemp is, yep. Because you, you just never know. We we got some weird states. They use it in a lot of medicine and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's even just as a material. paper too. You can yeah. you can get paper at hemp now. Yeah. Melissa, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm googling. <laughs> Come on. Because yeah, I just want. I'm sure that Daniel Bryan wants. I know that he had mentioned uh, to Jason Solomon of the Solo Monster podcast like five years ago. He wants a hemp championship. Oh really? And I think it's great. You know how much I rail against you people promos. Yeah. I don't think there's any better than him because he comes with facts. He comes he, uh, with facts. I can't wait till he goes to San Antonio. I'm stoked. Sometimes I sometimes I find that he goes out of his way to say you people. Like, he wants that to be the point. Yes. 
And so. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You know, I, I rail against that, but if it works, it works. And with Daniel Bryan, it's working, man. It, it is working, but uh, I noticed the match last night. There wasn't a lot of heat in that match. There was for the finish, though. Yeah. There was for the and, finish. Well, you got a guy in Andrade who's never on TV. You have AJ. They, I, I've had a lot of people that are like, oh, man, they're going to bury AJ now. And I'm like, so what? He's yeah. been at the top of the card for two years now. What more do you want? Have you heard the AJ Styles rumor? Have you heard the rumor? I'm going to address a few rumors today, Sean, on the podcast. The rumor, and I'm sure you've heard it because you're all over this. The rumor is that Shawn Michaels is considering the Styles match for Mania 35. He should. That's the rumor. He should. Uh, if nothing else, for his damn image. That way it doesn't look like he came out of retirement just for blood money in Saudi Arabia. Right, Did right. you see that tweet that somebody had the balls to send us? That, and that's actually, you know, the conversation that I brought up uh, during the break, which we won't say who it was. Uh-huh. The tweet in which I replied was what they first said, oh, that's a great tweet about, where somebody said, where you were like, they've got all these sponsors and stuff. Yeah. And this person said, they have to stay PG, yeah. Oh, they're doing this SJW stuff. And I said, motherfucker, they just went to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. What are you talking about? That's That's the wildest thing. Yeah. Progress isn't a bad thing, especially when you have higher level talent all across the show. You Imagine can't... how terrible this show would be, Jimmy, if you had the 2004-2005 level talent on there. Uh-huh. Oh, you're right. And imagine how great the show would be if you had, like, say, 98-99 writing. I now, I, I understand it... they don't they don't want to go in the Attitude Era route, route anymore, but, man, the talent level is the best it's ever been. You've often brought up how the, the dot-com bubble burst. I blame Kenzo Suzuki for that. Stop doing what you're doing. Are you seeing that? Yeah, I, I'm seeing everything you do. Melissa, what are you doing? She's screwing around. I think she's like uh, shopping on Amazon or something during this podcast. Why? I was looking why? up Tim's when we legal have, status in the Why States. would you go there for your Christmas gifts when you can go to livingsharp.com? <laughs> Which takes you to Amazon. Hey, Shut hey, up. hey, hey, shh. Shut up. Don't give away the secrets. Don't give My away. God, Melissa. You're I want to talk about this. 
Let's talk about the Elite. So uh, last weekend, they officially wrapped up with Ring of Honor at uh, Final Battle. Uh, Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, Hamming Page, all of them officially wrapped things up with Ring of Honor. They all were very public about it. They did a speech in the ring afterwards. Uh, and Ring of Honor now, they're trying their best to move on. Uh, who do they have? They got Brody King and Marty Skrull and PCO now is a new fashion. Yeah. Uh, they just signed Bandito, who was in uh, uh, The Crash in Mexico and Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. Uh, Mark Haskins, I wasn't familiar with him. He's a British wrestler, and he's done work for Pro Wrestling Gorilla. So they're trying to restock the covers with guys like that. Uh, Cody Rhodes and the Bucks haven't officially said what they're going to do. I still think that they're going to do this all-elite wrestling thing with Tony Khan from the Jacksonville Jaguars. I still think Kenny Omega is the wild card. I still believe that. Because he, you just don't hear about him the way you do the others. And so I think there's a shot he takes the WWE deal, but I just think the others are going to try their own outfit and... See what happens. Have you heard anything new about any of that stuff? Uh, nothing new, no. Uh, they posted their latest Being the Elite where they kind of revealed that SCU's contracts are coming up. I know that Daniels is expected to work the January tapings because he did. they did an angle where he got offered a new deal by Joe right. Coff. Other than that, not a, not a lot. I do Let think me ask that, you a question. Wouldn't Ring of Honor not do an angle like that unless they have him signed? No, Ring of Honor has often done this guy's contracts. Contract is expiring angles. When uh, it which, really is expiring and they yeah, haven't yeah, re-signed yeah. him? Yeah. Why would you do that? To write him off? Uh, did you ever see how Tommaso Ciampa was written off TV? No. It was probably the greatest write-off I've ever seen in, in pro wrestling history. Tommaso Ciampa's gimmick was very similar to what it is now. He would attack officials and all that stuff and... Ring of Honor said, you're fired the next time you touch an official. Accidentally, intentionally, whatever. So for the next several months, he would almost run into people. Almost run into refs, and that'd be the thing. He would stop himself, and he'd be like, shit, I don't want to lose my job. The last night he was there, everybody knew he was going. Everybody knew he was gone. And he lost his match, and he just looked around, and everybody was saying, thank you, Ciampa. And then he beat the living shit out of the referee mm. and everybody at ringside. So he was fired. Right. Like they have the foresight sometimes to do that as questionable as ring of honors booking can be sometimes. I think that's a nice way to play off of things. And with the Daniels thing, everybody knew his contract was up, but then they got him for another set of tapings. I think that reminds me of when WWE did the Ric Flair retirement thing. The next time you lose a match, you're done. Yeah, and then he went on that winning streak until Mania when Sean beat him. That sounds like a very similar. That should have been way better thing. too. It should have went way longer and should have been way way better. Yep. So uh, I guess the last thing for the Bucks and for Cody before they focus on this new venture is Wrestle Kingdom, and uh, I've got the lineup. But the, the only matches that I really find of real interest to me are the ones featuring these guys because of their contract status. So Kenny Omega, he's still the IWGP champion, so he's facing Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, Chris Jericho, not currently one of these guys on the fence. I don't think he's going to do the AEW thing under contract. I think he'll show up and do appearances. I don't yeah. think he wants to be tied to one promotion. That's yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, man, Ibushi and Osprey, that, that might be match of the year a few days in. That's going to be a great match. Yeah, I don't know good. which one of them is going to die first, but that's pretty much how the match will end. And then Cody and Juice Robinson for the uh, U.S. title. And uh, Cody Juice won the Robinson. title from him, so he's probably just going to regain it. And uh, Gorillas of Destiny, Evil Sonata, the Young Bucks for the tag titles. So it's going to be interesting because they're getting ready to focus on this new venture. There is no television deal that we know of. 
So what are they going to do? Just spend six months working independence, waiting for it to set up? I mean, who knows? Well, I I was under the impression that New Japan wants them to hang around here and there, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know what Ring of Honor's deal it made. Ring of Honor will be taking a pretty solid hit. They did re-sign Silas and Jay Lethal, which are two pretty decent names to re-sign, but... Uh, uh, I didn't take the clip of... They got of, Bandito, too. Right. So that's... I didn't. I didn't uh, uh, ask Melissa to grab the clip of PCO doing the moonsault. I kind of wish I had of. Uh, I'm sure people have probably seen it when it took him about three and a half hours to get to the top rope to do a moonsault at the Ring of Honor tapings. Um, How do you not edit that? Yeah, that was. How that do you was, not edit that? It's pretty weak. It was pretty weak. How do you think he's going to do now as like a, a top level guy in a new heel faction as part of Ring I, of Honor? Oh, I think the heel faction thing is perfect for him. I think that's a right thing and then when he and Skrull do their split or whatever you can put Brody King over both of those guys because Marty's contract will be up uh, eventually too I think that's the the right thing to do it's a good way to introduce them give them instant credibility and something that, that matters because Ring of Honor struggles to have things that matter in the grand scope and I don't know they have Jeff Cobb that's a good person to have as well they made him matter really quickly. The match with Hangman Page last week is a must-watch, but you got to make these guys matter, and I thought that was a good way to get, get a kickstart. Awesome. Let's go to Stupid People, Melissa. This is a stupid song. It just goes on and on. You might find some meaning, but you would be wrong. Okay, thanks to TrevorStrong.org. Once again, I forgot to put the list of Jimmy Van on here so people know what the hell the list is. A Jericho ripoff. Sean, the SRS file today might be one of the greatest, most memorable SRS files that you are ever going to see. Today it might be one of the greatest ones, and I think people are going to find it to be one of the more entertaining SRS files that we've ever had. Uh, And I'll explain in a minute for any new listeners what the SRS file even is. So... All right, this first one, this was reported by the UK Guardian on December 12th. All of these are good in their own way today, Sean. So every year in Russia, there's a youth tech forum, uh, and I might mispronounce it. It's called the Projectoria Technological Forum. We sent a Melissa there? Um, maybe, yeah, maybe I'll tell her. If you can spell it, you can go. Maybe that's what we'll do. I broke it. <laughs> <laughs> so this year, the forum, they had a presentation, Sean, for a, quote, high-tech robot. Okay? Now... The people doing the presentation, because we have a clip we're going to show you, the people that did the presentation knew something was amok when they did it. The people involved with the high-tech robot, Sean, knew something was off with this presentation. But Russia 24, which is a state-owned television station, all right, and you know they don't fuck around in Russia. So Russia 24, the state-owned television station, when they covered this presentation on television, they praised this as new modern technology, and they praised the scientists for coming up with this. Let's hear a clip of this first. You're probably going to know as soon as you see it. Put up the clip, Melissa. Тем более, что на форуме у них есть возможность посмотреть на самых современных роботов. Я хорошо знаю математику. Но я хочу еще научиться рисовать и музыку писать. А вот танцевать робота Бориса уже научили, и причем довольно неплохо. (музыка) 
Okay, now, in case people are trying to figure out what was um, what was suspect about that presentation, put up that picture, Melissa. It was a guy in a robot suit. <laughs> and Russia 24 TV praised it as a new modern technology because they thought that was actually a high-tech robot, or at least they wanted the citizens of Russia to believe that the scientists had created a new high-tech robot. Skynet is upon us. (laughs) Yeah, and it was a guy in a suit, and you can buy that suit for around 4,000 U.S. dollars. And Linda Hamilton ran out of nowhere and drop-kicked that son of a bitch. (laughs) This next one, Sean, we're going to stick with the Russia theme for this next one. Back to Russia. So this one was reported by the BBC. So there are residents in an area of Moscow. They started a petition trying to prevent children with cancer from living in their neighborhood. All right? Hmm. Why do you think they don't want children with cancer living in their neighborhood? Because it's too depressing. Because they think that cancer is a contagious airborne disease. Hmm. And how do you think they came up with this idea that cancer is a contagious airborne disease? Probably that same news station. You're not far off. Put up the picture of uh, this woman. This woman's name is Elena Alina. She started the petition, the petition, uh, and her theory was discovered after she watched a program on a government-owned television station. Yeah, can you believe that? She needs that, stuff, that's, She needs to catch a smack. And, but she believed it because she was told by state TV, like by a show on state TV. State TV needs to catch a smack. Uh, you go ahead. You can take care of that one. No, I don't want to catch cancer. I know, I know, but I, I know enough about Putin. I'm not touching that. So uh, you can handle it. This last one, Sean, for the SS file, reported by Vox.com on December 19th. Now, in case we have any new listeners that aren't familiar with the SRS file, the SRS file is a news story every week that's either featuring genitalia or shit, to put it blunt. <laughs> that's what the SRS file is. Yes! This one... This one, Sean's going to enjoy this one. This is going to be entertaining, Sean. So, if you can believe it, Sean, and I'm actually going to take partial credit because of the SRS file. We should take partial credit for this. Apparently, one of the hottest toy trends of 2018... Turbo Man! No, according to Box.com, it's because of YouTube. They say that YouTube is, is to blame or to credit for this hot toy trend. I still think SRS is kind of part of it, but... One of the hottest toy trends of 2018 is poop, if yeah, you can believe it. OG stuff, man. The, mm-hmm. uh, the toy companies are getting on board, and uh, I want to show you a few quick commercials for some of the hottest toys kids are clamoring for going into the holiday season this season. So this first one is called the Poop Troop Set by Play-Doh. Air this one, Melissa. Oh, man. Oh. When do you make Play-Doh poop? I make Play-Doh poop during family time. With the new Play-Doh Poop Troop playset, the whole family can squeeze, swirl, and style more than 50 hilarious poop characters. It's got that, Mr. Potato Head giving stuff. Isn't that amazing? They're That's putting eyeballs on shit. Now, I'm not going to lie. I have occasionally... <laughs> Considered as a gag gift, going to poopsenders.com and sending some poop to somebody. I've never Sean, went through with it. Not to cut you up, but we're not done. This next one, because they got to hit the More? female. 
They got it, Sean. They got to hit the female demographic too, man. Females so, play with Play-Doh, Jimmy. To, to try to hit the female dem. Okay, fine. Two but in order to try to hit females, in there were or two to three people, there were females. Okay, well, this one is definitely targeting girls. This is Poopsie, the surprise unicorn. Eric. <laughs> I gotta ask you. <laughs> could they? Could they? Can they hear Sean's reaction during that? They can't, right? No. So, so Sean almost lost his shit. Almost. During that one, Sean, I got one more. I got one more. This one is by Mattel because Mattel's no getting more? in. Mattel's getting in on the action, Sean. Mattel's got to be a part of it. This Why one. This is called the Flush and Frenzy game. Air it, Melissa. It's flush and frenzy. Flush the handle to see how many times to plunge. Look out! You pop the poop. Make the grab and get a token. Catch it in midair, and it's twice the points. The one with the most tokens wins. Flush and frenzy. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy. Can you believe this, man? Okay, this I is real. This is all I, real. Jimmy, I promised myself when I was a kid, I wouldn't be the person that hit their thirties and be like, "That's not cool." Jimmy, when I was a kid, this was a fucking parody. This was Mr. <laughs> Hanky the Christmas Pooh. Yes, that's it's right. It's a real thing. There real. are going to be kids. Yes. That throw their shit up into the air. <laughs> yes. Judge, you better hope it's not your kids. Now, I well, I told you what my daughter did that time, but I was I was looking into the rules for the Flush and Frenzy game. Okay. Get this, when that poop flies up in the air, you get extra points if you catch it before it hits the ground. Well, yeah, you don't want a dirty floor, obviously, right? <laughs> so there might be kids that throw their shit up and want to catch it before it hits the ground to get those extra you points. Get those bonus points, man! I can't believe this is the world. Like now, you said, the Play-Doh one is like Mr. Potato Head, but now they're putting arms and eyes on shit. I, I have questions Isn't this amazing? the second one. The second one, the unicorn gimmick. Yeah, so, so it's glitter, saw, glittery unicorn shit. Do they shit it out? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <gasps> See the their, magic mix? Out of their ass, or do you make it? Uh, so you make it, but it comes out of the unicorn's ass into the toilet. Should we watch it again? Do you, no, you don't, you don't need to play it again. You don't no, need to play I don't mean it again. how. I'm thinking, how did somebody approve this? I don't know. The whole thing is mind-boggling. And, uh, and when I first read this Vox.com article... Jimmy... Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say I questioned the legitimacy because you know that I do due diligence on everything. I questioned the legitimacy until I actually looked up those three toys and found they're real and they mm -hmm. have real commercials and Mattel made one. <laughs> I went to go buy a plunger the other day at Home Depot and the only one I could find was a poop emoji one. Which wow, is fitting, that's actually great. But that's the only one at Home Depot. I thought you were going to say you bought a Flush and Frenzy game in order to get the, the plunger <laughs> off of that. So, so, these guys sound like they need some advice, Jimmy. And fortunately, if they need it, they can go to onyourown.org slash Fightful. There are thousands of financial blogs and websites out there, but how do you know what information to trust? Onyourown.org slash Fightful is a personal finance blog that provides free and unbiased information that anyone can understand. Whether you're starting out in the real world, looking for a new beginning, or just need some advice, onyourown.org. Slash Fightful is the way to go. It is absolutely free. 
There are articles written by personal finance experts from the NEFE, which is the National Endowment for Financial Education. You can find them at NEFE underscore org on Twitter. They are the leading nonprofit foundation dedicated to finding and inspiring empowered financial decision-making for individuals and families, whether you're starting a credit or choosing a credit card, starting to invest, or getting your identity stolen. You've got answers at onyourown.org slash Fightful. They link only to reputable resources. They have no ulterior motive, but your positive advancement. It is absolutely free. Onyourown.org slash Fightful. Good job, man. So you know I'm not a big fan of football. I know you are. I am not. However, I think George Kittle from the San Francisco 49ers is becoming my favorite football player at least of the week. This is a clip uh, from his post-game interview last Sunday. This is courtesy of KNBR Radio's Twitter account. Air that clip, Melissa. This is from 1998, I'm pretty sure. Big fan. Uh, yeah, tables, ladders, and chairs tonight at the SCP Center, and I will be there. It starts at 5, so you guys are kind of killing me right now. I literally just got it about a week ago. I found a guy that sells them uh, old shirts. Really worth it. <laughs> Way he goes. That was awesome. That was awesome. I love it. Good I for him, it. man. He, he appeared on the broadcast too. Yes, in the front row. There was, he was. He had a couple other players with him. Right. That's that's good. That's awesome. I like it. I love how more socially acceptable wrestling is now than more ever. than ever. Despite the ratings being down, the viewership being down, and all that stuff, right. it is more socially acceptable than any yes. point. I there, agree. A few years ago, when I would tell people. Uh, oh, I'm in wrestling. I would get some scoffs and stuff. I don't get that anymore. I know for the last time I got that. And I got to tell you, man, this is a perfect segue into this Graham Norton interview. So I want to ask Melissa, uh, do you like Matthew McConaughey? No real opinion. No real opinion? Mm. So I've always liked Matthew McConaughey because he looks like he's one of these low-key guys, doesn't take himself too seriously and all that. What I didn't realize was that Matthew McConaughey wants to fuck John Cena. God, and that, is that's there something wrong with that. That <laughs> so I didn't I didn't grab a clip of the show. Maybe I should have, but I didn't. If anybody's not familiar with Graham Norton, it's a UK talk show. It's a really entertaining show because he brings all the celebrity guests out at the same time. They all sit together on a couch. Damn. He lets them drink alcohol if they want. And so this uh, the show that I saw McConaughey was on, John Cena was on, uh, the girl that's was seen in Bumblebee and Jamie Oliver, the chef. They're all on a panel together. And everybody is sitting on the couch facing straight ahead like this, right? Including John Cena. Not Matthew McConaughey. So if John Cena is sitting on this side, right? Matthew McConaughey was like this. Basically the entire time. Mesmerized. Well, he was sitting there, it's like, Hey, John, did I ever tell you about the time I threw a fucking tomato at Skandor Akbar? Yes, that, was well, that like, was the other, that was the wow. other cool part. That was the other cool like, part because I was watching that, I was watching that interview thinking, McConaughey is really fascinated by John Cena. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, not only did he turn in his chair to look at Cena, because of the angle, the host was sitting behind Matthew McConaughey. Maybe, Jimmy, he's interested in conversation. Maybe he cares about more than just himself, Jimmy. He was really fascinated, and then and then the thing that I found interesting, like you said, is uh, Matthew McConaughey revealed himself to be a fan of world-class championship wrestling. He said he used to go to the shows in Shreveport, Louisiana, and he got kicked out for throwing tomatoes at Skandar Akbar. And he was rhyming off names like Hacksaw Jim Duggan and King Kong Bundy and the Von Erics. He really knew his shit yeah. about that era. So Well, uh, 
I know my shit too, and I know we are now seven subscribers away. Woo! From Jimmy singing the theme song. Shout out to Riffs50, who just joined. We're getting closer, Jimmy. I promised I'd do it, and I'll do it. You got to make sure, if and when we get to 100, that there's no fraud or bots in there. They get automatically charged now. We're good. They automatically charge. You get the money right away. Stop trying to cover yourself for this. So there's no there's no credit card chargebacks involved in this situation. Not not yet. All right. I am. I'm out of my words, Sean, and I'll do it. We get to 100, and I'll do it. I want to ask you about. uh, I want to ask you about some rumors. Remember, I told you earlier we're going to talk some rumors today. Yes, sure. So there's been a rumor that at the Royal Rumble in Phoenix, Arizona, one of the surprise entrants is going to be none other than Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, and the speculation was that they wanted to do The Rock and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. That's probably not going to happen now because of Roman's medical condition. But have you heard if The Rock is still interested in doing The Rumble and if they've you know, shifted and they have another idea? Not a peep about not The a Rock peep. lately. Not a peep about The Rock have I heard lately. And okay. they try to play that close to the best anyway. They won't tell anybody who's going to win the Royal Rumble for the week of. I think they have a pretty good idea for the women's side of things. Yeah. I think everything's out in the open for the men's side of thing based on some reactions and how they're making changes. Right. Uh, I was told there were a lot of discussions open about that uh, this week, especially based on the Rollins-Ambrose reaction and uh, what they could do with Braun moving forward. So, Right. Okay. And what are you hearing about Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens? So I had heard, I actually put it on Fightful Select this weekend that Kevin Owens was due back way sooner than expected. And it was reported like maybe February. And then I had somebody who uh, I d- does not have a reason to tell me wrong that the Royal Rumble was when he was expected back. And then Monday they were like, I think he's getting a vignette tonight. And I was like, really? Hmm. They were saying four to eight months. Mm-hmm. Plus, he had that Elton John concert canceled. How do you ever recover from that? Mm-hmm. And he just had surgery two months ago, Jimmy. And he's back. Double shoulder surgery for Zane. Mm-hmm. I mean, was not expecting either one of these guys to be back so quickly. So this is the best case scenario for all three sides involved. I hadn't heard anything about Zane until that aired. But the, the Owens thing, I had heard rumblings all throughout last week and the weekend. I know that Kevin Owens does not fit Vincent Man's prototype for a, for a superstar pro wrestler, but given that the audience today is a smart audience and, and they recognize talent and that's kind of who they go for, can you imagine if Kevin Owens is a surprise entrant in the Rumble and goes out there and wins the Rumble, how well-received that would be if they went in that direction? I don't see oh, them doing good. it because it's Kevin Owens, but can you imagine the, uh, how, how well that, w- that would be received if they did that? Yeah, and it all depends on the champion too, I think, so... Right. Speaking uh, of the champion, I hear there's a missing USADA test. Yeah, they're they're blaming it. USADA's blaming it on a technical error. They said it was just, and I'm like, these technical errors never happened with anybody else. And there's hundreds of fighters that they test. Yeah. And you're t- and you're telling me that Brock Lesnar, the guy that everybody's got the spotlight on, his test went missing. Hmm. Yeah. Suspect, Sean. There's a guy who scrapes the website basically for data (laughs) and pulls that up and has had his eye on it and called them out for it Mm -hmm. as they should because that's that is suspect. All I got to tell you, man, and I'm not I'm not pointing fingers and I'm not speculating. All I'm going to say is that uh, Survivor Series, 
even though Paul Heyman said that Brock Lesnar weighed in at 265 pounds because he wanted to get in that UFC weight limit dig, Brock looked like the WWE Brock Lesnar at the Survivor Series. He looked like a good 280. Yeah. And, I, and, and so to hear about how there's a test that went missing, hmm. hmm. Yeah. Isn't I think that it's, interesting? It do, sure you think, is. do you think he's going to fight? Yeah, I do. You still think he's going to fight? Yeah, I think he's going to fight. I think there's too mm. money, much money on the table not to. So last thing on my list, so John Cena is going back full-time uh, as of the, I was going to call it Boxing Day show mm-hmm. on December 26th, because they don't have that in, in the U.S., but as of the, the December 26th MSG show, he's going to work full-time until I think the 20th of January, and that's when he's filming another movie in uh, Vancouver, uh, but apparently he's not going to be on television. He's going to work the says. tapings. That's what he says. That's right. Oh, he'll be on the Royal Rumble, and he'll be on a couple of Raws leading up to that, no, no matter what he says. He's going to be at those shows. With the new haircut, too, Sean. That's what he claims. Man, his his acting career, I never expected it to take off like that. But then again, I never expected Batista to either. So. Right, right. Yep. And, and, and quite honestly, quite honestly, when The Rock did The Scorpion King and The Tooth Fairy mm-hmm. and Walking Tall, did you, ever, did you ever think that he would become what he is now? When I saw the rundown, I thought he would. Yeah? I thought that was a pretty good one, even though it didn't do great at the box office or anything like that. Yeah. That's when I, I was like, okay, this could work, because in The Mummy Returns and The Scorpion King, we saw him do those. I, I didn't even watch those. He had no but dialogue. The, the, yeah, well, The Scorpion King he did. But yeah, it was, yeah. It was about yeah him, The Scorpion but, King he did, yeah. The Mummy Returns he did. When I saw the rundown, I was like, all right, he could be something. When I saw Be Cool, I was like, okay, he could definitely be something. That was very good. I agree. He had a lot of range then. You know, when Doom and Southland... Have you ever watched Southland Tales? I have never seen it. No. Ooh, it's a weird one. <laughs> it's a weird one. Uh, when you got a movie with Justin Timberlake, Mandy Moore, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Sean William Scott, Bai Ling, and The Rock, and it does like 400000 at the box office, you know some weird shit is afoot. So it actually had a, it had a theatrical release? It had a minor one, but I watched it, man, and it's it's a long movie. It's oh, like yeah. two hours, 20 minutes. And when it was done, I just stared at my screen like, what happened? <laughs> it, but, you, but you stuck it out for the whole thing. I did. Because Good for you, man. I was warned ahead of time. Somebody was like, it's, it's a weird finish. It's a weird finish. And I sat there just gazing at my screen, like trying to understand what I just watched. <laughs> it's worth the view just for that. Hmm. It's, it's interesting. Well, when this is all over with, our new subscribers of Fightful Select that are trying to get me to sing Stephanie McMahon's music, go there for Stupid People Extended after this. I got three more for you. Well, we at Fightful.com have tons of content. I got lots of interviews for the turn of the year for the Women of Wrestling debut, the NWA pop-up event, Royal Rumble. I talked to Shane Helms for about 45 minutes about Royal Rumble stuff and all kinds of neat, neat stuff. I've got an interview coming up this week. Early access to all that will be at FightfulSelect.com. But leave a thumbs up on this video and subscribe. Most importantly, visit Fightful.com. If you don't want to support us via select, comment on a story, retweet a story, anything like that goes a long way. Yeah. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. You're not going to see me again until January 2nd. So what, happy what are you holidays. Unless you have day. to sing something. Unless I have to sing something. Mm-hmm. I would Jimmy, do it on the podcast. What are you getting me for Boxing Day, Jimmy? Are you going to finally get rid of that dumbass cardboard cutout of Ellsworth? Those that ask don't get, Sean. Oh, hell. Well, it's a good thing I haven't Can asked about Can you keep it Christmas. right there for me, Jimmy? Don't. It's in the shot. I get what you're trying to do. <laughs> uh, I get what you're okay. trying to do. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> follow us, guys, at Fightful Online. Until next time. We're out. 
Subscribe to Fightful on YouTube for the latest exclusive podcasts, interviews, and news across boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at 